Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Welcome to another episode of The World's Team brought to you by Blogging the Boys in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I am here with Paul Stewart. How's it going, Paul? Ooh, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How's yourself? Oh, I am doing just fine. I am up here in the oh-so-lovely state of South Dakota for um, some 4th of July Ooh. festivities with the family. So about to hit the farm oh. here in a little bit and shoot off some fireworks. Oh man, I'm pretty pretty jealous actually. Like, <laughs> yeah, the good old Fourth of July. It's something we don't uh, have over here, but uh, the way how things are going right now in Scotland, they're going to have a new referendum for being independent. So we may actually have our Independence Day in the future. Who knows? But but Wait, can, yeah, can I... you explain that for those of us who have no idea what that means? <laughs> yeah. So. Back in so Scotland, obviously Scotland's part of the United Kingdom, uh, which is England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, and oh, it's it's very political, pretty much. It's (laughs) nothing to do. It's nothing to do with Scotland hating England or hating anyone else. It's just more to do with the government. So essentially, Scotland is getting controlled by the main government, which is based in England, essentially, and. Basically, when it comes to elections and stuff like that, our vote but pretty much doesn't mean nothing, essentially, because we're always outvoted by the number of seats in, I, I would say, you would say Senate, I would, I, would, I, would, I would imagine. Over here, we've got Parliament. So so now we're kind of in that stage where um, we're just like, we're, we're sick and tired of basically not, our best interests are not being looked after and we want to be independent. Essentially, we want to break away from the United Kingdom. Oh, cool! But uh, well, we did have the uh, we did have that opportunity back in 2014, and we decided to stay based on uh, promises that we had this and we would have that, and that's why we're now having an our referendum because those promises have not been fulfilled. So we're back at it again. <laughs> well, shoot, maybe you guys will have a independence jet. Independence Day with some like fireworks and all that good stuff too. Oh, I would definitely be joining that. I know some. I know some of my friends are kind of. They're very. Um, it's kind of weird for me to say because obviously I'm part of the UK Cowboys and stuff like that. I mean, I'm very right. pro. I'm very pro Scotland, but I'm also. It, it doesn't break my relation. It doesn't break your relationship with your friends in the UK or anything or uh, England and that. Like, it's end of the day. It's it's more to do with having more control of what we can actually do with everyday life nothing to do with the people or anything like that so it's people think it's just that weird stigma think oh people just hate us no it's nothing to do with that so yeah it's it's a weird one that's super interesting actually like would you you'd probably have to get like your own passports and all that stuff then after that or 
our own currency, oh, our own wow. our own passport, our own registrations, you name it. Essentially, you'll be just creating, even though Scotland is a, is a country, but you'd be creating everything from a blank canvas, essentially. Oh, wow. Would you guys join the uh, EU? Personally, I would. Um, but it would make the currency thing a little bit easier. <laughs> it, it would, but... Uh, Again, I'm, I'm, it might not make no difference to me if I'm planning moving to the Drudel US of A. So that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's a weird one. It's no, that's really interesting. I mean, obviously, we don't know about any of that over here. Yeah. I'm trying to think of it's very divided. It's just, it is very divided. People are very pro UK. Some people are very pro Scotland, just Scotland on its own. But I'm, well, I'm very one in which those people, I like to hear things from both sides of the spectrum, like, and try and gain, like, my research and stuff like that. Like, I don't try and go based on people's opinions or let them kind of dictate my opinion, if that makes sense. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I mean, I feel like, I feel like most people should try to, you know, just think that way in general. So, um <laughs> Yeah, but that's your—that's so, everyone's history lesson for today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go, ladies and gents. Uh, yeah, history. Now we can talk about football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it's I always find that fascinating, like what you guys are up to um, that we never really get to hear about. I mean, I'm sure we could. I'm sure people are covering it somewhere. I'm just not a huge like news watcher, so you know. I mean, it's it's kind of quiet in the books just now, but we're become October. Is it to, October next year? Yes, October two thousand and twenty three is when the um the vote is going to happen. So on the lead up to next year, it's just going to gain gain more media essentially from there. Well, cool. Everyone, keep your eyes peeled for that, um, and we'll see if we get to you know shoot off some fireworks for Scotland. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, there's a couple things that are happening in Cowboys Nation that I would like to uh, get your thoughts on. Um, sure. One being that um, they have added Liram Hirolahu back to the um, roster, I guess, is where he where he's at now. So that just gives us a little competition for free agent Jonathan Garibay, who is the only kicker that they have um, on the roster or had on the roster until they brought back Miram. So what do you think about all that? Uh, more competition, the better, essentially, because you want to you want to have different options. Like, like even though when you compare it to last season when we had Kai Forbath and Greg the Leg. Um, I was quite happy the fact we brought Forbath back because I kind of thought, you know what, he's a cheaper option. He actually proved, proved he was reliable last year, like back in the 2020, mm-hmm. if it was 2020 season, uh, 2020 season. Mm-hmm. And I thought that competition would have been what really good, but it was kind of already determined that they already kind of had, they just brought bodies in just for the hell of it. But I think with this year, uh, a our kickers are going to have a lot more like to play for now because it's, it's it's pretty much a clean slate when it comes to that position. Yeah, no, it, I feel like that's you know right on the money. Um, 
it's been so weird. Just like, I mean, this, obviously we didn't have Dan Bailey forever before. Um, so it's, it, it was just like having him on the team and that just like not being something that you worry about. And then yeah. going from that to um, the revolving door of kickers, it's just like, it's super inconsistent. Um, now I get how everyone else feels, I guess, you know, <laughs> it's just like not really a position that um, they've been able to remedy uh, thus far. So. Yeah. And, and there was a big call out from Cowboys nation and generalists. Like there was a couple of guys and like, there was plenty of kickers in the draft that the, it's like, you know what, I wouldn't mind using like, a fifth round draft pick on a kicker. People weren't objecting to that. People were quite optimistic about it. There were some good kickers out there. Like I the one I, from LSU. Yes, that was one of them. And I think one of the other one was from uh the Texas Longhorns kicker. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, uh, Dicker the kicker. Yeah, yeah, Dicker the kicker. That's the one. So <laughs> uh so that's I think just that, great branding on honestly. Oh yeah, like he is <laughs> he he has to own that for sure. Like that uh, might be one of the only kickers people could like remember. Yeah, the, just uh, just from pure like memory serves me right. Yeah, the, uh, Cameron Dicker is the only one that really springs it to mind. But the only like, there was it was the same with punters as well. Like people were talking about punters and stuff like that. Yeah, there was the the the, the kid for uh, 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 Isaiah his surname from is it San, San Diego State or I believe it was. He was touted to to be like John Fassel was looking at him, et cetera, et cetera. But again, it's like, we've now got Brian Anger now in the store, but when it comes to the kickers, it's like, um, you kind of would have thought like, we could have maybe brought more, like more guys who are undrafted to be brought in for that competition. But it just seems a wee bit um, weird timing, but a whole, but at least Stephen Jones committed to his promise that he was going to bring some more free agent signings after the draft. So, not not what we were expecting, but that, he, certainly he, not. But you can't. He didn't lie. So <laughs> that's oh man, I didn't think about it that way. That's like how he's getting away on a technicality here. It's essentially it's, 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 it's like it's like it's like don't say I didn't do anything for you. Is <laughs> I know it's, it's like it's like. Do you remember when I said I brought in some players? Well, there you go. Just this, <laughs> this, and this. It's like nothing. I was like, man, and you're just sitting there like, really? <laughs> you were expecting maybe something a bit more flashy, but but hey ho. But it's the still a position that's still. <laughs> yeah, but but in all seriousness, it, it still is a position that needs to be kind of like kept on its heels for competition 100% just like any, like any position at all like um like even if like so, uh, our long snapper uh, was to get competition like it's all about the consistency yeah like, it's like and this is really what it's really going to come down to is like can we have a kicker is going to have that consistency and that seems to be our biggest downfall for the past two or three years now like we had uh, oh god what's his name Brett Oh, right, we we had him right after Dan Bailey. Oh God, what's his name? And we just we wanted him out of Dallas. Like, with, uh, <laughs> here's the sad thing: I 
can't even remember or recall who you're talking about. Oh, now, if we oh. had Kelsey Charles here, she would like, oh, Brett Maher. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I, yeah, I just taped. I just taped. I, I I just taped in kicker Brett, and it just came out Maher there. So that's the guy. Yeah, I, I, was I about. shouldn't have let that one slip because he is a Husker, so I should have known that. Um, that's who you're talking about. But yes, I, um, <laughs> I was gonna say Kelsey's yeah. the one who's triggered most by kickers, so she's always my like. Oh yeah, which one? She's like, oh yeah, let me tell you about this guy. It's a rant about kickers constantly. We love it. Yeah. So then after that, obviously we thought we had the great delay. We thought at the time it's it made a really good scene and and stuff like that, but it just wasn't to be injuries kind of play time and stuff like that. But then we yeah. had and I thought the there was one wee bit of a blessing in disguise. We did have Kai Forbath on the squad back in 2020, I believe. Uh, I think that was mm. the year he came in. And, and I thought he was quite consistent. I thought, why not give him the a more extended try? But, I mean, in saying that, I'm just wondering if Kai Forbath still actually available, actually. I'm just, let me just check just now. Uh, he's still a free agent, so I would still bring Forbath back into camp as well i mean yes yeah. i mean i'm that... always here for competition especially when it comes to kickers like don't get complacent um yeah yeah i mean yeah. that is a pretty popular sentiment that i've heard um from people is that they would like to have kai come back and at least you know compete for the job um and it's but the thing with Hirolahu is like obviously he was only on the team for like six days. So yeah. he came in for the Atlanta Falcons game um when Greg the leg had COVID. And so it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, do we really even did we really get to know the guy? Um was would he actually be a good asset for us? So and mm. we're gonna find that out. <laughs> So, I mean, it's, I'm always here for like having options. Um, if these are our two options, I mean, I, you know, why not three, but. Um, yeah. And, and especially when it comes to like, and again, I'm iterating again, how important kickers can be like, yeah, like, especially when, when you could compare it to the last season, the amount of games that we lost within distance of because of a missed field goal um, yep. is, is quite astonishing. I think there was like, if memory serves me right, there was probably about three games that made the difference. One of them being, which was the the last Vegas Raiders game on Thanksgiving, like, and one of those few, uh, it was basically all down to a field goal that sealed the deal for uh, Las Vegas. And we, I, I don't think we were, uh, wasn't as consistent during that game. But I don't have the stats on me right now, but I'm pretty sure that that was one of the games that really just like I was just so angry right after it because we just didn't capitalize yeah. on that. Yeah, on I mean, there's oh god, there's like so many different points in that game that you can point to and just be like, this is why, this is why, this is why. Um, definitely what we were talking about last week with the penalties and stuff like that, that was huge in that game. But it's like, can you it's can your kicker bail you out in those situations? Or uh, is he just more of a detriment to um, you shooting yourself in the foot? So and in our case, Greg wasn't it. Like he wasn't able to bail us out of those situations that we did put ourselves in. But um, yeah. yeah, he just, he, he wasn't the guy, um, you know, definitely 
coming back after a back injury, like without practicing and just like jumping right into that Tampa Bay game was a rough one for him. But, um, but yeah, it, he just wasn't, he wasn't the guy anymore. So we'll, we'll see who will be this year. We'll, we'll have to keep an eye out for that with training camp coming up. That's going to be something to watch. Yeah. And, and I just found out what the stat was. It was a missed field goal from 35 yards in the first quarter. Oh, wow. 35 yards. That's that's what annoys me the most. It's, yeah. it's it should it should have been a walk in the park. I mean, that was our uh, problem with Brett Maher, right? Is <laughs> the Maharati only goes above sixty? Oh yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like I go for the more ridiculous highlight view kicks, but <laughs> that's great, that's wonderful. But if you can't make a kick within a uh, thirty yard, uh, like between the thirty and forty, then what's the point? Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Right. Yeah. Ugh. Man, that's so frustrating, man. So frustrating. Yeah, the, the it I think I've said this a million times, and this is I think this is why I get so annoyed with like how the season turned out. It's just like going into that season, you just you had everything. And like even stuff that you were iffy on, like that's the stuff we were iffy on was like how the defense was gonna shake out. And that ended up being the most consistent part of our game so that it's just crazy to look at like how we felt going into last year and like how it all turned out and how we just couldn't get out of our own way i've got i've got a correction to make i misread the stats here it was actually a 59 yard field goal so we actually it was actually a long kick so well see you're just not giving him any credit (laughs) yeah so it's like we're Slating Brett Maher for the long kicks, you can make the end problem, but it seems like Dread the Leg cannot longer be Dread the Leg if he can't hit the longer field goals. Uh, so, yeah, 
I mean, yeah. he definitely missed a couple of shorties um, yeah. throughout the season, but yeah. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That game in particular, we won't, we won't uh, fault him too much for that. No. But um, I was reading an article that young John Mashota wrote um, that I thought was super interesting. And I listened to John. I, I uh, believe in his uh, football IQ more than most. Um, he did a comprehensive list for us about the Cowboys 10 best decisions of the past decade. Yes. And I'll just kind of read them to you. Um, and then you can pick out ones that stand out to you. So number yeah. one, which is my favorite one, is drafting Dak Prescott. Then number two, he has drafting Zach Martin. Number mm-hmm. three, drafting Micah Parsons. Four, elevating Will McClay. Five, drafting Travis Frederick. Six, drafting Trayvon Diggs. Seven, drafting Demarcus Lawrence. Eight, trading for Mar- Amari Cooper. Nine, drafting C.D. Lamb and 10 hiring Dan Quinn. The one that Mm. stands out to me that just kind of feeds into every other other one on this list is um, elevating Will McClay. Yeah, I would actually put him higher up than that, to be perfectly honest with you. He could be number two. Yeah, like... (laughs) Because without him, we're not doing any of the other things. (laughs) Exactly. Like, without Will McClay, there would have been no Travis Federer. There would have been no Trayvon Diggs in the second round. There would have been no... uh, trade back to get Micah Parsons, like, again, getting that, even Dak Prescott. Yeah. Like, like. Picking him up in the fourth round. Because like, like, we all remember back in the, the war room, Jerry Jones and Stephen were so adamant they should have went for, uh, or, or what's his name? He went to Denver Broncos and ended up being an absolute. Oh, Paxton com- Lynch. Paxton Lynch, yeah. Went yeah. being an absolute bust. And. And we basically just kind of went down the, the draft order and, and Will McClay basically is like, that press drops on the board. If we don't take the opportunity now, go and get like, We need to get him. And Jason Garrett at the time was, was fully in support of that decision. Like, like so, and now it's kind of shown that how much Will McClay, and, and I've had the opportunity to even talk to Will McClay, like, he, he Oh, sorry, Arnie just decided to interrupt me there. <laughs> One um, of our podcast mascots. Yeah, Arnie the Hun- Hungarian Wiesler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's an absolute goofball. Anyway, he's um, so cute. Um, but yeah, so Will McClay, like, so he's been like in 20 years, but officially took over the team's draft order in 2014. So it's like he's made some massive decisions. Like, like he may have not had the main influence for the Travis Federick pick, but he was still involved in the, the proceeds of that. So, and from 2014 onwards, like there was your Byron Joneses, like he helped sort him out. Like, like the list can go on. Like, but from when you look at how our drafts have been over the past couple of years, you could probably say one of them, one of those years have kind of been kind of under par. And that was kind of the year when we had no first round draft pick. And our first actual pick was like so Tristan Hill, that year and and I cannot recall any other players that we drafted that year. It's just a bit of a blur, to be honest. Well, I, I mean, if you think about it, that's the year that we obviously we didn't have that first round pick, but we did get Amari Cooper from it. That's true. So, yep, that's true. Yep. Yeah, which is which was honestly a huge get for us. And you know, obviously, 
Um, we wish it could have worked out a little better, but he was, he was incredible for us. I'd, and he, I think he still would be incredible for us, but I, I, I generally feel sorry. Like, I really feel sorry for Cooper right now because yeah. what he's having, what he's having to go through in Cleveland. Like, I feel I sorry for I, everyone on Cleveland. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, except for Deshaun like, Watson, not him, but everyone else. Yeah, like less we talk about that, the better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really touchy subject. That one. Um, yeah, it's but for for like Cooper, like. He's going in there and he doesn't really know who his starting quarterback is going to be essentially now. Yeah. And and that's a problem. And, and yeah, going was, from he, I mean, all of his quarterbacks have been consistent up until, you know, now getting on yeah. the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel bad for him. I, 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 if there was an opportunity to even bring him back for even like a seventh round or sixth round, I would do it in a blooming heartbeat. Put it that way. Yeah, they um, they um really think that they made the right choice here, or they're at least you know letting us think that they think that. Um, so I mean, I don't think that they will be uh doing that at least this year. We're gonna see yeah. how their uh how their gamble pays off, and they're either gonna think that they're the smartest people ever, or the dumbest people ever. I'm leaning towards dumbest, but that's just me. Here's one for you. I just want, <laughs> right, so I'm looking at the list right now. Right, so yeah. obviously number ten, hiring Dan Quinn. That's that's an easy one right now. But I think that could move up the order given in time how much more impact he can do. But here's the controversial one. I will not actually have CD Lamb in the top ten yet. Oh, but you're okay with having Dan Quinn in the top ten? I'm ha- I'm happy having Dan Quinn in the top ten, but I wouldn't have like because it's not so much about like if if I'm putting yeah. like so the article talks about the best decisions in the past decades like from it could be anything that the Cowboys have done, mm-hmm. no not one mention about the new facility, the new training facility for the players. Mm-hmm. Should that not be in the top ten? Like having the 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 available equipment, the available. Uh, all the resources available for the players should that not be late in the top 10 seems that they're that um he's focusing on personnel decisions so uh likely that's why that is not um if that's if that's the case then then yeah then if that if that's the case then then yeah lamb should be in the top 10 for sure yeah if we're just strictly talking about um you know personnel moves um i think he He's definitely placed correctly on this list um, because he does, but there is so much potential with him. So like, you know, let's relook at this next year and, you know, hopefully that, I mean, and this is the gamble that they were making by, um, you know, quote unquote trading Amari Cooper for peanuts is that they were going to make CD the, um, the star of their offense and really focus on like building it around him. And so, I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna, this is how we're going to see if like this was the correct move or not. And like we, like we said, I mean, obviously we think Will McQuay is super smart and if he's okay with this and he thinks that they have a good offense, like who am I to say that they're wrong? Um, But this'll, this'll be, 
this will be the move that like we can really tell like what the problem is on the was on the offense and if they fixed it or not. Yeah. So, so, in, so I'm so looking at the, it's all about the good things. What would you say would be one of the, the top three <laughs> worst decisions Cowboys personnel have, have happened? What would you say the top three worst would be? You can all roll your eyes at me, but letting Randy Gregory go. <laughs> no, I, I would put I, I would put someone else above that one, and that okay. would be that would be Byron Jones. Oh, yeah, but like I thought that that would have been like a really good like. Even though I I still prefer him playing corner, but to put, like moving him as like a free safety and stuff like that. But I thought he was so much more effective. But I thought letting him go was just a the worst idea yeah i mean he i mean and it's not like he turned around and went somewhere else and sucked like he mm-hmm. only got better um yeah. but i yeah and it's just like we, we're holding on to our pocketbook real tight you know um and yeah. not making any any sort of funky moves lest we uh you know not getting von our... miller <laughs> right not getting von miller <laughs> So, yeah, there's so there's so many ones out there. It's like, yeah, that's pretty bad. Like we had every opportunity to get someone, but we didn't yeah. do it. Well, and here's one that I know a lot of people will say, but I'm not I'm not personally in this camp. Um, but I know a lot of people would say that um, paying Ezekiel Elliott as much as they did is probably one one that would uh, wind up on a couple people's lists. Yeah, and if there's anyone to blame for that, it's Todd Gurley, in fairness. The, <laughs> yeah. Like, if it, see if Todd Gurley never got that contract from the Rams, we'd be talking a completely different story because his, like, Zeke's agent is basically feeding off, okay, he got that contract, we think Zeke's better than Todd Gurley, which he is, personally. Like, yeah, like Zeke is much, I, yeah. like, hands down. But, and it's like, okay, if he's getting that amount of money, then Zeke should be on this amount of money. And and it, it's, it's literally like, like you're using common sense to kind of come up with a narrative here to uh, bring forward to... Oh, sorry, my phone just is going off. Oh, that's a beautiful ringtone you have. Yeah, I don't know why I've got an alarm set for quarter past seven in the evening. And yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that's the time difference, folks. I'm six hours... Well, in fact, actually, what's the time in South Dakota right now? Um, it is the same as in Texas, so it is one fifteen uh, right now. In the right, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's seven <laughs> seven fifteen over here. <laughs> yeah, if to give you a little context, uh, South Dakota is just almost as far north as you can go, straight up from Texas. It's not like west or east; it's just straight up. So that's your geography lesson for the day. Anyone that doesn't live in the U.S. Hmm, interesting. If there's definitely something I would love to do is try and visit every state in the U.S. I would love to. You and me and both, honestly. <laughs> there's, really? There's yeah. a couple that I need to get out to. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the top of my head actually. So I've been to New York, been to Texas, been to Louisiana, been to Washington. Like well, I was there from Seattle for a conference, been to Kansas and Missouri. So some... I have not been to Washington. Um, and I have not been to a lot of the Northeast. So basically, oh. I've been to New York City a ton, but I haven't been really anywhere else up there. Oh, God, man. Like, I, I had a great time when I was in Seattle. 
to be honest, like a. I know. And one of my really, really good friends lives there. Um, and I have not made it up to see her yet, um, which is really just, you know, bad on me. So I'd, hopefully I'd, I'll be up there soon. Yeah. Fingers crossed, my dear. Fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, so, 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 I so I don't apologies. We put a jump sharp in a different hand segment there. Uh, but yeah, it's like I I, I completely agree with uh, John's article. Uh, Zach Martin definitely right up I mean, there. That one in particular is why Will McClay should be at number two because mm-hmm. um, we almost had Johnny Manziel as our quarterback. Exactly. If, if was, Jerry had his what, way. And I know a lot yeah. of people put that on Steven, but Will it's, is it's, 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 all, it's also Will as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, that's huge. <laughs> we yeah, have one of the like, best offensive linemen in the game, period. And we could have had the biggest burnout of a quarterback yeah. instead. I th- yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I think the reason why uh, McClay's been put to number four, because obviously when we drafted... When did we draft Zach Martin? Was it 2013? Um, he was 2015. 2015. Oh, sorry. 2014. 2014. So it was the year when he actually took, uh, like, started being part of the uh, team's draft. So, yeah, so you did have an impact on that. I wasn't too sure if that was, like, the year before the year uh, or that actual year because I thought, <laughs> you know what, it could have been, you know what, it could have been more of Steven's decision, but. But nah, like if that's the case, then McClay would definitely have a massive input towards that. I mean, you can definitely give Stephen credit for it for sure. Um, yeah. But I think that also just goes to show you like the the relationship that Stephen and Will have. Um, oh yeah, yeah, because, definitely. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, Johnny was the hot commodity. It was the, it would be a quote unquote like sexy pick. It would be very Cowboys of us to do, um, but. <laughs> You know, in infinite wisdom over there on the other side of the table, uh, they talk some sense into Jerry. So, yeah. thank God. <laughs> I mean, at the time I was on board with the whole Manziel, like at the time back in 2014, uh, it's like, you know what? I was kind of was thinking about it. I was like, not. <laughs> you, were, you, were, <laughs> you weren't? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Like, preferably at the time, I, I kind of wanted like an, an offensive lineman in, in, in fairness, but I didn't expect us to go for Zach Martin. I'm trying to remember, I can't remember all their names. It's been so, it's 2014. I can't even remember who else got drafted that year. Um, but yeah, it's, at, at the time, I kind of felt, uh, who knows, like, man, could might bring someone a bit more different, a bit of different dynamic and Romo's like, can he stay fat? But we ended up kind of fixing that scenario back in 2016 thank god we, yeah when we, brought, when we got on Dax so everything all worked out for itself but at the same time it's like I can never ever question what the draft board like how, how we do the draft now after witnessing how things have kind of turned out yeah I mean especially the Micah Parsons one I was so like down oh. on that I think a lot of people were and now I'm like well let me eat my words <laughs> Like I, I was, I loved that pick from the very get go. Like, yeah, you were into it. I was so, I was proper into it. Like, I can understand the whole cornerbacks talk and stuff like that. Like, yeah. uh, like people won't question that now because of the season that Trevor and Dix has had. Yeah. Like, like it's like okay, like 
yeah, we've got a first round draft pick, but Trevor Diggs has just put in an absolute high level caliber performance of the of the year. Like with all those take takeaways, you, yeah, there's still things you could probably say how many yards he's given up, but I mean, look what he's done. He's an impact player. He makes plays. He makes turnovers. That's what you want on your team, like, and and now they we got an another game changing player in Micah Parsons. It, that it was referred. I don't want to one of the best drafts last year. I thought it was that that one there, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, and like like I said, we'll see how you know these these uh, moves they've made, you know, pan out. I'm never one to question Will's acumen over there, so uh, we'll just uh, trust the process, as they say in in our favorite city, Philadelphia. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I have got to go uh, celebrate the United States of America, so um, I will end this podcast right here, but you guys can find anything that you want um, on our website, bloggingboys.com. If you want to talk more Cowboys, we've got um, podcasts that come out every single day. There will be one that comes out on uh, Independence Day on Monday. So make sure you check that out and um, leave us a review and subscribe to the Blogging Boys channel. And then we will just uh, see you next week. Yep, see you next week, guys. Have a good one, and uh, happy 4th of July, everyone. Woo-hoo. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.